Welcome back to another episode of the EdTech Talk. This is our third episode in the series, Teachers Talk All Things Tech, the good, the bad, and everything in between. I'm Kelly Campbell, your host, and along with me, we have... Your co-host, Brian Lewis. And we have two special guests with us today from Heard Elementary. We have Miss Tuesday Battle and Miss Ashley Frank. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Ashley, what do you teach? I teach third grade reading and science. And Tuesday? I am the STEAM and technology coach here at Heard. Will you explain a little bit more about what that means? That means that I am working with teachers at all grade levels, helping them implement the STEAM curriculum throughout all subject areas and integrate technology throughout the day. Yes, and a great help to me because you can help support any of our technology initiatives that we have. Yes, and Brian is here often helping us also integrate technology in the classes. So I'm going to start with a pretty generic question for you both, but what motivates you to use technology either in the curriculum with the teachers you support or in your third grade classroom? Um, for my classroom, something that's motivated, motivated me a lot this year has been just seeing how excited the students are about learning and then and being able to create through technology and being able to showcase what they're learning in a different way because there just seems to be a lot more excitement than if I was just using just pen and paper. Yeah, definitely, especially mm -hmm. in today's world, our students are very digital and very hands-on, mm -hmm. so meeting their interests is important. I would agree with that. I mean, I've seen a lot of more student engagement using technology. Um, they want to learn, they question more, they are excited about coming into the classrooms and doing something with technology to show what they've learned. One big thing that can help support a classroom with the technology can be a time saver for some of the teachers. They don't have to redo a lesson, and then if the lesson you had last year is good, you can still kind of use it for this year or even start over and yeah, add to it. Yeah, a way that you can like use that for years to come is as like a remediation station. Have students go and listen to or watch a video of you teaching last year. You might have presented the problem in a different way than you did this time, and it might be a more effective way for your students to learn. So don't throw away or delete the things that you create digitally. Um, so Tuesday, you talked about the STEAM curriculum and we worked together in the past and one thing you said really stuck in my brain. So I'd really like you to elaborate on using technology or just, you know, the PBLs that you've implemented. Um, at one time you said that you were able to let go of control in the classroom. You became the facilitator and you really just became the tape girl. I did. Um, that took a while though. That that was my biggest fear is when I was implementing um, PBLs in the classroom was let the kids go. I was scared that there was going to be a lot of chaos and confusion and there was but it was good chaos. It, it was good chaos after the students learned how to run their own learning and do things by themselves. I was able just to step back and just facilitate it a little bit and just whatever they needed I would help them but for the most part they did everything by themselves. And Ashley, you've recently brought Minecraft into your classroom. What was that experience like? It, it's been great. Um, I would say at first, because the students, before even before I knew so much about Minecraft a few years ago, all I knew about Minecraft was they were gonna. That's all they wanted to do, and that's they wanted to play on Minecraft. Um, I didn't realize all you could do with it in the classroom, as far as creating lessons with it and letting students create in it. So this year, I've really taken off with it and. Um, at the beginning of the year, 
um, we went into, with Mr. Lucy's help, we went into Minecraft and we looked for sources of heat because that was our PBL was on. So we looked for sources of heat. So they found, pic they took pictures of the sun in Minecraft. They took pictures of fire and then some of them were able to go in and download it as a PDF and we were able to share that out. Um, and then most recently we used Minecraft to go in and create fossils. Um, and it was really cool because we had a student who I said, go in see if you can do this and then show me and he did and then we screen recorded it and so and then we showed it to all of the third grade so they would know how to like get started and kind of what we were what I was what we were expecting um, from them with this and it was really cool because he got to see his work being kind of you know um, he was the exemplar yes he was the exemplar the example you know example uh, for the whole grade and so Anna made that student feel really good and then it was just really cool because it was the rest of the kids were able to just take off with it. The fossil sure. unit was fabulous. Um, I had Mr. Lewis actually share it with me and I took it over to Alex too. And I had some of my third grade teachers over there implement it in their classroom. So everything that y'all did over here is kind of transitioning throughout the district. So that's really awesome. That. That's awesome. Well, one of the great things that I noticed about that whole unit was that the students were kind of taking the leadership and showing us what they could do with the technology. We didn't really know, we kind of had an idea and then they take it to a new level and kind of go, no, this is what you can do with that. And let me show you how you can create this. Cause they made those fossils with a bone stone. And I you know that existed in Minecraft and I know Minecraft a little bit more than most teachers do. So I was surprised to see that piece in there. So let me ask you about this. What is one advantage you have found from the use of technology in your lessons? I would say, especially this year, um, just how students will take off with it and how much more engaged I feel that they are. Um, in my classroom, we use a technology all, all the time because we upload our slides into SMART. And I've loved having students be able to be with me on my slides and I can change anything into a handout if I've decided I want, I want to use it as a check really quick. I don't have to go and make something completely different. I don't have to go assign anything. I can make anything a formative assessment right then and there and the students know how to use it and um, they so I've loved just being able to keep them engaged this year and um, I think that's a big advantage and it sounds like it's making your life a little bit easier also with yes. that convenience of turning literally any slide into a formative assessment mm -hmm. these are probably lessons y'all used last year to a certain extent right yes definitely and even with this year if we want to do a quick review at the end of a unit I can go pull I can go pull a slide I've used before and just use that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a big time saver, I think, for our teachers if they will keep using this technology and reusing some of the stuff that we have. Maybe making it better next year, but always starting out with your exemplar from last year. Definitely growing their confidence with using technology with their students. We all know like technology isn't going to be perfect every single time, but the more you work with it and the more you work through the struggles and even ask your students for support because honestly, a lot of them know more about it than we really do. Yeah, and we've seen this over and over again with some of the interviews we've done. The teacher was like, I didn't really know how to do this. And the student was like, oh, let me show you, blah, blah, blah. And then they can fix it and make it work. I will say last year when I had, um, when I was in the classroom and I had different levels of students, one of the biggest ways that I used technology was um, 
having them watch videos of me teaching things over again so that would be their station they would have to go watch how to do some things and if they still didn't understand on canvas we would make like a little playlist where they could click and watch another video they could get some practice then when they were ready to move on they would come and join the, re the other students what they were doing or they could get more practice on something else they wanted so they were able to work through kind of at their own pace um, because I had different students from different levels. Some higher students were ready to move on and they were still struggling. So they had a lot of more opportunities through the technology to understand their content before moving on. Yeah, one of the big things that I noticed about that is that your videos were not movie productions. They were just simple. This is how we're teaching the lesson today. You didn't worry about trying to make sure everything was edited perfectly or anything. And I think that's why we're kind of getting some pushback from teachers is they're kind of scared of thinking their videos need to be a movie Well, they're thinking it's going to be an evaluation, right. and it's not. It's to support your students, and I think we kind of need to shift that mindset that not everything that you create or every person that walks into your classroom is not there to evaluate you. Like us in instructional technology, we are not an evaluator by any means. Like we're just there for support. Well, I also think, too, and then we go in there, and the video is going to show you making mistakes. And I think that goes a long ways with our students, showing them that we make mistakes just as much as anyone else. Because I know as far as making instructional videos, you can make an error sometimes and then you correct yourself and you don't have to restart the whole video just because you misspoke or whatever. Same thing on this podcast, you know what I mean? I mean, we misspeak sometimes and we just carry on with the podcast. <laughs> no, I messed up many times. I just left it for the kids. It would... It, it was just like I was up there teaching. Right. So whatever I would do normally teaching, if I messed up or I would say something silly, it would be in the video. I'd, and I just shared it with the kids, and they would watch it. So I never worried about what it looked like. Or yeah, one of like. the fun things I would do when I did videos when I was still in the classroom was say, in this video, I mentioned so-and-so about wearing what type of color shirt. Well, the whole mission of this student was to watch my video to find out what color shirt I had mentioned in the video. He didn't really, he watched the video for the content, but he was really looking for that Easter egg inside that video to figure out what, what little nugget I was trying to give them in there. And that was their motivation for watching it. So with some of the tech tools that you have both mentioned, um, Tuesday you talked about using Canvas a lot. Um, did your parents, the parents of your students, did they like log in, look at anything? Was it able to help them help their students at home? Because I know you were the math teacher and we hear all the time this new math is so hard. And I would say I probably had maybe 10 parents that had signed up for Canvas and would go in there and check it. And Ashley, using Smart, you have those um, student links that you can post either on Canvas or you can send them home on Remind as like review and things like that. Do you utilize that side of Lumio? We've definitely used the student links if we want the students to do something um, like on their pace. And I've also used that student link but not if I'm out. That way they can review. But I love that idea and I don't have to start doing that. Because I know, again, like with that math, I hear it all the time mm -hmm. from so many parents. They're like, I don't know how to do this. And last year, Tuesday, honestly taught me a lot of how to solve some math problems using the new math. And it makes a lot of sense once you get in there and look at it. But... 
for parents, it can be intimidating. And so. to mention a new feature in SMART, Lumio now has a QR code that can help speed up the process as oh, far as in, signing yeah. in and logging in. It's a little bit faster, and they give you a link now that directly goes to that. So Yeah, it's especially helpful with, like, our younger students, the ones still on the iPad. Yeah, it's we awesome. worked with the first grade class the other day, and they all scanned the QR code, and all they had to do was type their name in. So it was very easy, convenient for the first graders to get logged in. All right, so I have one last question for you both. What is a piece of advice you would give to a new teacher or a teacher that's hesitant to use technology in their classroom? I would just tell them to get, just do it. Go out there and just present the technology to the students. More than likely, they already know how to use it. And they're going to teach you how to use it, even if you're a little hesitant about it. Because I didn't know a lot of things about Minecraft or Smart or Lumio or any of it to start with. I gave it to the students and they taught me the tricks of how to use it. So have an open mind and just go for it. Absolutely. It's it's a learning curve and for you and but and for them to a degree, but for the most part they probably know more than we do. And it's really cool because I mean there's sometimes that I know my most of my students are so confident with the things that we use that if I like get a new student, I can just be like, Okay, so and so I need you to go help them get logged on, show them what to do. And so you can eventually kind of um, give them those leadership roles with the technology too where it's not so much pressure on you to make sure that everybody can get you know get what get where they need to be because your students can help you with it absolutely so I know I said one more question but your what your answer just led me to another one so for you now that you've implemented it so much and you've kind of pushed some of those leadership roles out to your students for you as the teacher are you spending less time planning on after hours and on the weekends and things like that because you have these technology tools that you integrate? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I can, because I can go pull things that I've already used and um, even with just letting the students kind of take over, I don't have to be so worried about, you know, what's this gonna look like because it's all gonna be, it's there, it's gonna be their work and then they're, and they're taking charge of it. So it's been really cool and so I'm definitely not um, planning like I'm so obviously still planning but definitely not spending hours and hours after you know after work well awesome so technology is great that's the moral of this story and thank you both for joining us on this episode of EdTech Talk thank you